there's a certain level of repentance that's taken place there, right? They're repenting because they've been involved in that industry. And so it does require sacrifice, and that's why it's important that they understand, like you said, the true gospel. So when we can share the gospel, we need to. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. Felt your passion, touched your Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. I am here with Daniel Parks, and y'all know What's me, I'm, I'm Vicki. Hope y'all are doing well. Uh, today, we are doing a topic that we thought we had already covered but we're not sure we have. And so we thought maybe it, it wouldn't hurt to cover it again, and that's how to deal with the abortion workers that yeah. you are certainly going to encounter in your work as a, as a sidewalk counselor. So, you know, we like to say if there were no abortion workers, there would be no abortions. I don't know if that's yeah. quite true, but it certainly would decrease the number of abortions. Absolutely. So There wouldn't be any abortion clinics, that's for sure, because there's yeah. no way to run them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, whenever possible, of course, we try to encourage abortion workers to leave the industry. We actually do see a lot of turnover. We do see a lot of success in, in doing that. So we wanted to give you some tips on how to, how to most effectively maybe get the abortion workers to rethink the job yeah. that they are in. Yeah. Yeah. I know one of the awesome things that we've seen over the past, I mean, it's probably been two years or so that we've started keeping track of this, but I think we've seen what, 45 abortion workers that have quit over the past two years or so. Yeah. And those and are so the ones we know about. Yeah. And so that's pretty amazing, right? 45 abortion workers. And some of these people are people that have surrendered their lives to Jesus, which yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll hop right into that. Uh, you all may know Abby Johnson, who was the subject of the movie Unplanned. She was a former Planned Parenthood manager. And when she left the industry, she found it to be very difficult. There had been things that she had seen and done that were illegal. She wanted to expose them. She ended up in a lawsuit with Planned Parenthood, who was trying to keep her from mentioning anything that she had seen in her, in her years at Planned Parenthood. And yeah. uh, surprisingly, she won the lawsuit. And she recognized how difficult it was for people on so many levels when they leave the abortion industry. They, of course, it's great that they've left, but there are, are often emotional scars, spiritual scars. Yeah. Um, the difficulty of finding new work with that on, on your record. And so she began a ministry, and I never get the name right, Till There Are None, or then, And Then There Were and None. And then, <laughs> yes. one is a song, and, and one is the name of her ministry, so, And Then There Were None. And it's a, it's a really effective ministry in helping abortion workers who want to leave the abortion industry. They do yeah. all kinds of great things. They help with finding new work. They help with legal representation. They even help with salary as the moms yeah. are seeking new work. 
and they have, I believe it's at least a once a year, completely free healing retreat where they'll fly these workers out and have a, a retreat yeah. for, um, and, and classes and just a time of, yeah. of healing for, for these workers. So they do a really great, um, job with working with former abortion workers. And there are some things that we might not know if we did not do that every day that their ministry does know. Yeah. Yeah. The depth of yeah. hurt, the depth of the legal, um, consequences that that can occur sure so um yeah i mean i would say that beyond the legal stuff and beyond just the practical stuff of finding a job and and all of that um you know there's some uh, trauma i guess is the word that comes to mind i think you mentioned that yeah that is much like the uh same trauma and the same experience that post-abortive people have. Right. The reality is that many of these abortion workers have abortions in their past as well. Yeah. But those that don't, still they've been involved in abortions. I mean, we even see that with the men that are involved with abortion. They carry a certain load of guilt or a friend that took a friend to have an abortion. We've ministered as a ministry to people who need post-abortive healing, not because they had an abortion or took someone to have an abortion, but because they didn't stop their friend from having an abortion. They right. didn't speak the truth. And so there's this guilt that's there yeah. necessarily, right? They they should feel guilty for being involved in abortions. But when we repent and uh, turn away from the things, we still might carry some of that guilt with us and the Lord can wash away guilt. So it's important that these abortion workers understand the gospel and that the guilt that they feel is washed away, just like people who have abortions in their past. Right, right. So I, w- I wanted to start off just to be sure that we get this in with immediately, what is the practical thing on a sidewalk you could call out to abortion workers? Yeah. And this is, I'm going to give you typically kind of what I would what I would call out. We always call out the website, Abby yeah. Johnson's website. So um, we'll, we'll say abortionworker.com. That's the yeah. website, abortionworker.com. It's easy to remember. We do have cards that Abby Johnson has sent us, which we can hand out, but oftentimes they actually are told that they may not come near us. They may not talk to us right. or they can be fired. And so, so I have laid the card down on the grass before and backed away and said, you can get this card. And I actually did have someone do that yeah. once, but they can't come near us. They're on cameras. There's often security cameras, whatever. But so here's a typical thing I would well, call well, out. Let me mention real quick before we get mm-hmm. into all of those specific because okay. I think it's helpful pe- for people to understand it's sort of the priority. And we talk about this in our training. Oh, good point. Yeah. And we yeah. even talk about how to reach out to abortion workers in our trainings. And uh, so if you guys have been through our trainings, 101 through 103, you've gotten some of this, this information already. But we'll get more in depth with more, you know, the focus on abortion workers. But just so you guys understand, when we're at the abortion center, we kind of th- see our engagements in a level of priority. And so what we mean by that is the moms, calling out to the moms, engaging with the moms is priority number one, right? Well, priority number one is honoring Jesus, right? And he wants to save that baby. But the first person we're going to engage with, we're going to prioritize engagement with, is going to be the moms going into the clinic. Second is going to be the dads and support people, friends, family members, the person that brought her there, the person that's there with them. That's going to be our second priority. Our third priority 
is going to be the abortion workers. We're going to engage with them. And so if you encounter a scenario in which a mom is walking into the abortion center and there's a dad in his car and there's an abortion worker walking into the back of the abortion center, who are you going to speak to? Because you can't speak to all three at the same time. You're going to speak to the mom. If you encounter a situation where the mom's already in there, there's a dad in the parking lot, milling around in the parking lot, and then there's an abortion worker walking in, who are you going to speak to? You can speak to the dad, right? If neither the mom or the dad or support person is around, or maybe you've already engaged with them and they've ignored you or flipped you off and told you to stop talking to them, well, then you can move to the next priority, which is the abortion workers, calling out to them. And we do try, if we're able, to call out to them each time they walk into the abortion center. It depends on when you get there and if you notice the flow of things kind of at Latrobe, it's pretty much like clockwork, right? The abortion workers come in at a particular time and so we can address them as they're coming in. Um, and of course, we're gracious in the way that we're addressing them. We're not just yelling out, you, you filthy murderer or whatever. We're speaking the truth, but we're also gracious and making ourselves approachable. But that is sort of the priority as we call out to folks going in or we engage with folks, some of you guys aren't calling out, you're engaging with people on the sidewalk or walking into the abortion center. Either way, if I'm going to hand out literature, I'm going to hand out literature to that mom going in first and then maybe to the dad if I can't engage with her and then maybe to the abortion worker if I can't engage with the mom or the dad. You know, that's kind of the priority. All that that kind of makes sense, Vicki. Yeah, yeah, that that's out, good. Right? No, I, that's good. I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's not in the article I wrote. Uh, something you should know is that the the opposition that often have umbrellas, vests outside of the abortion center, they're not abortion workers. Those are yeah. volunteers. Yeah. And uh, largely, I mean, maybe some are paid, but right. but most are volunteers. I do not call out abortionworker.com to them. It's the people that are working in the clinic. There is a call center next yeah. to the clinic where we work. And we also, they are abortion workers. We do call yeah. out to them and definitely to the clinic people. So what I will typically say, this is what I'm about to tell you is, is if I have a long amount of time. If I don't, all I'll say is my name is Vicki. And I know there's times you wish you could leave this job, go to abortionworker.com. They, they will help you leave. Yeah. If I have time to expand upon it, some of the things I might add, uh, you understand that your salary is being paid by the death of innocent babies. Um, uh, they will help you find new work at abortionworker.com. They have resources to help you along with healing retreats. They know what you're going through if you're contemplating leaving this job because all of them are former abortion workers themselves, abortionworker.com. And I'll repeat yeah. the abortionworker.com a few times. So um, so that's just right from the get-go. That, that's pretty much what, what we will call out, and we can yeah. expand upon it as time permits. But we've worked with many abortion workers who have left. Uh, I'm working with one right now that left about, I don't know, about a month ago. And she reminded me of some things that I think are very important for all of us to know, which are some of the difficulties that these former workers are going to face and why they're in that job in the first place, which I didn't know when when I first started as, yeah. as a sidewalk counselor, but I do know now. And the difficulties are real and they're significant. So one of the first one is that many of them are felons. Yeah. Now that is not true of every single one of them, for sure. Right. But I have found many of them yeah. that yeah. I have worked with have a felony record. And finding work 
is very hard. So um, one of the things Abby Johnson's ministry does is they have a very tried and true method of of helping these uh, former workers to find work, but they really do have to do exactly what Abby Johnson's group tells them to do. And they pretty much guarantee that they will have work within two weeks, I think they say, or maybe it's three weeks, as long as they follow all that Abby suggests. But it's probably not going to be their dream job. Yeah. And, and so that's very important. That's why we share the gospel. We want to really be sure that they understand that they might not get paid as well if yeah. they leave this work but they will be paid eternally with, right. with turning their life over to the Lord and doing what he would have them do. And so that I don't forget in the article that accompanies this, uh, at the end of the article, we have a list of companies that are less resistant and even consider themselves, um, uh, I don't know, helpful to people in in hiring people with a felony record. And that's yeah. a good list for you to have. I did send it to the the woman I'm working with right now because she is struggling to find work. Yeah. Uh, she asked, is, is there anyone that doesn't do a background check? You know, honestly, there aren't many. Um, no. Everyone pretty much does a background check nowadays. And as soon as she said that, I knew why she said it. I knew it was because there was a felony in in her record, yeah, and and there is. So keep that in mind. A second important thing to remember is that many of them have done illegal things yeah. as abortion inside the workers. clinic in there inside yeah. the clinic. They have seen illegal things. They have participated in illegal things, yeah. and they are very fearful about leaving because maybe they've been directly threatened by the abortion center. I do know some have told me that. Um, but some of them are just afraid they're going to be liable. Yeah. They know what they've done was wrong, the cr- criminally wrong yeah. at, at yeah. times. So, um, you know, so be aware of that. Now, Abby Johnson's group is aware of that. And that's why we really always refer them to her right. group. They, they can get free legal counsel, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, with Abby's group. Yeah, which is really helpful. It's it's really helpful to have another organization that you can point these abortion workers to, and because like we can't do it all, right? right? We can't follow up with the moms and reach out to the dads and plug them into churches and do the mentor, plug them into mentorship and all the other things that we do. On top of that, working with abortion workers, it's so it's such a blessing that we have a ministry that we can point them to. That has a framework for all of this stuff. A very and effective what they do ministry. Is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yep. That, now, I have found many of the women that I work with tell me they feel it's very intrusive what yeah. Abby Johnson's ministry requires of them, but it's not when you understand all that they're doing for these yeah. former workers and um, and all that they're providing totally free. Yeah. But be aware of that. The 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 workers sometimes do complain about that. The former yeah, workers. Well, I mean, they're in this realm of ministry. They're the experts, and if there's certain information that they need to have, and if they're look at what they're doing, look what they're offering. They're offering them in compensation until they can find a job. They're offering them a resume, like working through their resume and all that stuff. And so, you know, they're the experts on this. So I put that you know, in their hands and whether or not how, how intrusive, intrusive they are, 
That's between <laughs> between them and the abortion workers. At the end of the day, we're calling these abortion workers to repentance, right? Exactly. And repentance requires yeah. sacrifice, yeah. us turning to the Lord and doing the right thing. That doesn't mean that every time an abortion worker quits, they surrender their life to Jesus, right? They're not always quitting because of they're surrendering to Jesus. Sometimes, well, all the time, it's a process, right? Um, but, you know, either way, there's a certain level of repentance that's taking place there, right? They're repenting because they've been involved in that industry. And so it does require sacrifice, and that's why it's important that they understand, like you said, the true gospel. So when we can share the gospel, we need to. Yeah, and and staying in touch um through the process, if you can, not to take over what Abby Johnson's group is doing, but uh, I have had them call me and say, I just don't want to fill this stuff out, or I just don't want them to help me with my resume. I think it's good enough, whatever. And um, yeah. and to keep pointing them back, to do yeah. what Abby tells you to do, because honestly, it's effective. She will yeah. help you find your way out of this mess, but you gotta you got to follow through. And since sometimes you're the first point of trust for them, they're more willing to trust you than another organization. So stay in touch if they will allow you to stay in touch. I, I do try to until I know that they are now, um, they've been out for a while from the yeah. industry and that, that they have a new job. We have to remember many of them are poor. Not only do they have a record in many times, but many of them are very poor and this is a relatively well-paying job. Yeah. And um, and that's the draw. So many of them have told me it's just a job. And when they say that, we remind them, no, it's not just a job. It's a right. job where innocent baby's blood pays your salary. Yeah. But um, but they say I'm I'm providing for my family. That's that's why I'm here. I'm trying yeah. to care for my family, and God would have me do that. So you've got to be ready with with yeah. an answer to that, because because you'll hear that a lot. Yeah, and you know we always talk about speaking the truth in love, that balance of grace and truth. Yeah, um, and we want to be gracious, and we don't want to heap insult to injury, right? We want to make sure that we're speaking the truth, but we're also tempering that with the love of God, the mercy of God, that understanding ourselves that if it wasn't for the grace of God, we might be working inside of an abortion clinic ourselves. Yeah, um, but we do need to reiterate that point that this is not just any work. This is not just a job that you're using to pay your bills, but babies are dying because of what you're doing. Right. And a lot of times the pushback you'll get from some of the abortion workers is, especially like the ones in the call center or like the ones that are working the front desk is, well, I'm not actually doing the abortions. Right. I'm not actually involved in the abortions. Right. Helping them to understand, like you laid it out, actually your check is signed with the blood of innocent right. babies. Yeah. You could say it just like that, or you. Could I say do it maybe say it little, just like that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, and um, I'm not yelling that out across the parking lot. I'm not, you know, yelling out again. You filthy murderer! You, right. <laughs> you blood-stained money. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that with a gracious tone. I'm doing that with a compassionate tone because at the end of the day, we have to reach these abortion workers with compassion. Right? Mm -hmm. Again, we have to understand. Except for the grace of God, we would be working inside of an abortion clinic ourselves. So we have to come with compassion. We have to come with a gracious tone, but we also have to come with the truth and shaking them out of that that sort of that lack of understanding the weight of what they're doing. Um, you you do that by stinging them with the truth, right? And right. reminding them what they're involved in. 
Yeah. Now, I know some of these abortion workers have kind of numbed their conscience with the idea, with the notion that they're in it for the women. They're in it for women's health care. As a matter of fact, Abby Johnson and her testimony, as I recall, got involved because she wanted to help women with reproductive health care, right? She mm-hmm. got involved with Planned Parenthood because she was sold that that bill of goods that you're helping women exercise their right to choice and all this other stuff. When in reality, if you see what happens behind the scenes and you talk to abortion workers that are honest about what happens behind the scenes, they know that it's not helping women. Actually, it's destroying lives, the lives of babies and the lives of the women. Yeah, that's and so sure. reminding them of that. And I will say that too. My calling out to abortion workers is typically like this. I'll start out with God has made you for so much more than this. Mm. God has given you skills and ability to help and not to do harm. And you know what you're doing inside of there is harming babies and harming mm. women. So please go to abortionworker.com, turn away from this industry. And that's how, that's normally my, my, line that I call out. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, I like that because that's giving the positive, you're painting a positive vision uh, yeah. when you're calling out to them, which is a really, yeah. I think, really, really Yeah, helpful. I do the same thing calling out to the abortionists too. I think there yeah. is a different level. You know, if we talk about levels of people that we reach out to, mm-hmm. you got the abortion workers kind of like the common nurses and people that work the front desk and people that work the call center. And then you got the abortionists. And I think that's even another level of engaging with them and helping them to understand and I'll I'll call out that very same thing I might be a little a little more harsh yeah with the abortionist because I know that he's there there's no way that he or she can deny that they're killing human beings right right they see yeah. the little arms and legs they they know it right yeah. they've been to medical school for you know 8 10 years so there's no denying the facts and so I might be a little more harsh with them but I'm still going to be gracious I'm still going to understand that, except for the grace of God, um, I might be doing the same thing that they're doing. Right. But I do, at the end, want to call them to repentance and to call them to connect with the abortionworker.com folks. Yeah, and and that's a good point that we do call out to the abortionist as well, not not just the clinical workers, but, but the abortionist, his or yeah. him or herself. And one of the things in painting the positive vision sort of idea I will call out is you at one time, maybe even still, have worked handing a living child to his mother, and you know the joy of that moment. Um, But that's not what you're experiencing in this work, is it? And what do you think God has called you to? So, um, so yeah, calling out to the abortionist as well is really important. Um, it's, it's something that kind of has surprised me, but it's, it's often the case with the ones that I have worked with is that they have had very poor role models in their life. And some of the basic life skills that we don't even think about, maybe they don't have things like when their phone breaks, this happened recently, their phone either was discontinued or broke or whatever. And I had given a whole list of kind of to do's and people to call, including abortionworker.com. And when their phone broke, they just didn't do it. They just kind of didn't persist. And weeks later, she still didn't have a job. And I said, well, what does abortionworker.com say? And she said, well, I never got back to them when my phone broke. 
And and I had to say, well, you, you that's something you need to do right away. In fact, I would do it immediately because they're the people that are most going to help you. And she said, oh, okay. And she was willing. She just really didn't even think of it, which was odd to me. But I think yeah. to be aware of that, that that helping and coaching them is is really important. And so kind of um, uh, to, to wrap this up, you, you've got the article that, um, that we have put out, and we, we don't have the time to go through all of the points. But I think a final point that I, I, I would like to leave us with is remind them of who they are in Christ. Remind yeah. them they are not defined by their past. It is right. very important that they recognize they they do not have to always be remembered as the person who helped in the dismemberment of little babies. Yeah. They yeah. are a new creation in Christ, hopefully if they have come to the Lord, but even reminding them, like you said earlier, Daniel, that God has created them for something so much better. Yeah, yeah. If they're not yet children of God, you can inform them of what they can be and how they can be free in Jesus. If they came to know the Lord through repenting of working in the abortion industry and, you know, through the process, um, reminding them that they're not who they used to be. Yeah, I echo that. And so the Lord is very gracious in what he does. And uh, we've been blessed to see abortion workers quit. We actually have a testimony in our um, Love Life, on our Love Life YouTube channel, Kiwana's testimony. Yeah. Who Kiwana used to work the front desk of the Latrobe Abortion Center for... I think she says 12 to 15 years. Yeah. And um, the, by God's grace, I would really encourage you guys, maybe I'll put that in the show notes for you guys to watch that video if you have not. But it's an awesome testimony, and it's a testimony you can share with other abortion workers as well. Right. Just what the Lord will do and how the Lord can turn things around. So we appreciate you guys listening. We hope this episode was a blessing to you. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky, with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. Also check out our podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com, where all of our episodes are stored. And then you can go to our training and equipping website, sidewalksforlife.com, sidewalksandnumber4life.com. Hope you take advantage of those things. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me gratitude I know it will cost me my life but nothing's too precious since I met you